you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Always gets their man. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined. I'm in a room that's just filled with heroes. It's Mark Sessler. It's Chris Wessling. It's Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Ow! Happy Monday. Oh, yes. Dan is bringing the Monday jokes back down in the, there were two or three of them down in the newsroom before the show, which is, that's an interesting genre to operate in in 2018. Isn't it feel like we're a little overdue for a little bit? You know, oh, Monday. Oh, sounds like you're having a bad Monday. Mondays, am I right? (laughs) I feel like there's I think it speaks, I mean, everyone kind of gets it, so it's a a ripe area to, to go down. Joke-wise. I think all the people that used to make all the Mondays jokes have died by now, so it, it's ready for a comeback. <laughs> also, I think at this point in time, it's more like, oh, every day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well that's, that's that's a bit of a cynical world. <laughs> <laughs> right. the, to uh, Greg's point also, everyone has died that used to make Mondays jokes, and it, but it's been like <laughs> Final Destination-style deaths. <laughs> Not like old age, more like the tractor trailer in front of them falls over or, you know, they get caught on their – and their their shower head, and they they hang themselves, just like really bizarre deaths. What well, you might want to abandon this this effort, then? Yeah, no, you're going to stick to this, okay? Wow, you it. get like tossed off a blimp. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing on a blimp? I will not go on any roller coasters or roller fly coasters. on any planes. Another reason not to leave the country. Welcome to the around the. What do you mean another? Place. What's the first one? Yeah, I I love this country. It's got a lot of. I'm busy here. Colors don't run. Like that's the thing. I'm busy here in America. It's not just. It's not <laughs> xenophobic or something. Too busy to travel. Got two kids. All right. All right. Good show today. We got some stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, just like bringing back Monday t- chatter. It's going to be a Monday a Monday Renaissance. A little later in the show, Greg. You know, we did a a think tank. Should I save this for when we get to the segment? Uh, I mean, wh- why no, save it now? it now? Just yeah. We had a think tank meeting, an ideas generation meeting, at an off uh, off campus site, and uh, and kicking around ideas. Greg said, "Hey, how about Dernissance? And we all looked at Greg. You know, what the hell are you talking about? What's a Dernissance? <laughs> and what is a Dernissance, Greg? Well, I saw you know the, the big billboard on Overland on the way to work, which I'm sure Mark sees. It's right right near his house. Just Laura Dern, another big show. Laura Dern's been having the Dernissance. Hadn't heard from Laura Dern in a little bit while, in a while, and then suddenly Dern's everywhere. Yeah. She's she's popping homers out of the yard. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. That the <laughs> popping n- homers out of the know. yard. The number one movie I remember from Laura Dern is Wild at Heart from 1990 with Nicolas Cage. That's to me that's the greatest Laura Dorn performance that I've seen. Well, it's it's also following in the tradition of the McConaissance, which yes. was kind of a, a famous return to Both of which are copying off of John Travolta 
in his return with Pulp Fiction after being out for a decade. Travolta Sans doesn't sound as good, though. No, neither, neither is Dern Sans, by the way. <laughs> I think but Travolta was, was more great. buried than either does. McConaughey or Dern. Also, but. Dern has a long way to go to match what Travolta did in a short period of time. And then he extent did he do that movie Michael where he's an angel and stuff? It, was a bad time. it, it became a little bit too much. Uh, remember Surfer Dude? That was a thing that McConaughey was on pre-McConaissance. But to what Wes was saying, he loved a, a Dern, Tinseltown, Tinseltown's own Laura Dern. He loved a Dern film from 1990, 28 years ago, and Greg is looking at billboards with a starry-eyed gaze in 2018. <laughs> so How about Blue Velvet? I mean, that's, ah, that's there Jurassic, you go. Jurassic Park? How about that? There you go. Really kept that film grounded with her performance. But let's say they could have done away with that franchise a long time ago. All right. Jurassic Park? Yeah. Mm. Save it for the Jurassic Park podcast. It's Jurassic quality. Oh. Save it for the <laughs> passing up printing money podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the Dernissance uh, segment on today's show will discuss players uh, that were prominent, players, coaches, GMs, owners, whoever, prominent, maybe went into a little bit dip, a, a dip either statistically or just kind of went off the radar. A little for a funk. Bit. Uh, maybe a funk, maybe just we kind of forgot about them a little bit, and now here they come surging up like Laura Dern. Who, Dern, could, who could have a what? Dernissance? Who is what's Dern's big show? Is she on a television show right now? I think she has one of those limited. Uh, it's a HBO film, HBO. right? And then she's got a second oh, season of uh, the big other Little Lies, Big Little Lies season two coming out. Excellent. Show. And I know she was in the Last Jedi. I did not really appreciate that performance as much, but I know Jurassic Greg did. Park and people loved Enlightened. Oh, oh yeah, that's favorite true. Of my wife's great picture. All right, so we'll do that. It was a series. It's not like Dern like went ten years and didn't work. <laughs> yeah, by the great, way, but great okay. picture. Great Love, picture. Loved it. Loved it. I tried it for an episode or two. It didn't take. Um, but before we get to the Dernissance, let's do some news. Loose cannon again behind the glass, uh, alongside uh, a new intern here, Cameron from Pitt State. How's it going? Sully's back there. It's a whole thing going on. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Well, I'm well. Cool. I, we never talked about that. You didn't come to my. Uh, Party. Yeah, I invited we didn't. you to. I yeah, really sorry. Like wow. the, uh, <laughs> this is the time to do it. The trust tree. Remember, you know the trust tree. No, yeah. no, no. I really was going to. No, I could. I mean, you were out with with some of your friends, I believe, that evening. If I'm to believe your Instagram <laughs> oh! story, unless I'm wrong, and like I, I believe that there was other stuff happening that evening. Buried in a big spot. Pretty sure. Why you're did wrong. I even open my mouth? No, I'm pretty no. sure you're wrong. You know what sure. happens now? I mean, you're not going to give keep giving out invites to people who don't show up. It's right. one thing not to show up with a simple text like, hey, actually, I got other plans going on. Oh, no big deal. Yeah. No, I really messed up. Maybe a second chance is in order, though. No. We're cool, Eric. You know what? Remember when I invited you to come to the bar in West Hollywood? Yes. And you said, ha-ha, in a text, and then Mark and Colleen came, and you mm. didn't text me saying that you weren't going to come? I didn't get invited. Oh, so this was an, a, a deeply orchestrated <laughs> revenge uh, mission by you. No, no, no. I'm just saying that this we're even. Yes. Like, it's cool. Like, we're That's starting fine. over. Like, it was a total mistake on my part, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, you guys, it sounds like everything's real clean. I mean, that yeah. particular incident, I actually had to get home to take care of my two children. That sounds like a personal problem. No big deal. <laughs> but I guess it's the same thing. Right. Let's do right. some news. I'm disgusted. <laughs> Old school Nintendo fans know what that is from. Feels like RBI baseball. Close. It's a sport, sporting game. 
Uh, John Elway's football. John Elway's football. Mm. Mark, probably taking a clue. I posted it on Instagram. I o- actually owned that game. Yeah. It was not a very good game. It was, uh, yeah, I found the old Nintendo cartridge and, and posted a photo, a ridiculous photo of John Elway's mug. And then somehow they photoshopped him holding an old Nintendo controller right by his face. It's not, it's not, not a great shot. The game was very poor. And it reminds you that Tecmo Bowl, before Tecmo Bowl, you were searching for games. Like if you love football, and there there was always a solid baseball, Nintendo-type game. Hockey somehow had a better operation than football. But if you were a football fan, you would search, and every six months, like a low-level football Nintendo game would come out, and you'd go drop your, what, 35 bucks? You convince yep. someone to help fund that. And they were all C-minus games until Tecmo worse. came Worse. I mean, Sometimes much worse. Ten-yard fight was oh. a d- disaster. Oh, yeah. That was, that was no good. The first NFL license game was... Like 87, 88, unplayable. And then Elway was bad. And then Tecmo Bowl and Super Bowl saved everything. That's the same music as baseball all-stars. Remember yep. you could make your own team and play like in town or outer space or even in Russia? Yes. Yeah. Baseball yeah. stars. Baseball, yeah, baseball stars. That was, was a great classic. Game. Yeah. All right. Let's start with some news involving Mark's Cleveland Browns. It started with a report from Ian Rappaport. Uh, that the Browns were signing free agent linebacker Michael Kendricks to a one-year deal. Uh, at, uh, Ian added a little bit of uh, his own uh, take in his tweet, along with Jamie Collins and Christian Kirksey, makes up one of the most talented linebacker groups in football. So all is good, Mark. You're feeling good. This team keeps on looking saucy, saucier and saucier as the season uh, approaches. Uh, but then Kendricks, who, of course, was released by the Eagles in a somewhat surprising move recently, uh replied to that tweet, you will never have my respect. And then, uh, (laughs) that was weird. And then uh, when a reporter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press um, reached out to Kendricks on the situation, he had this to say, no, it's not accurate regarding uh, Rappaport's report. I don't know who the blank said that. That blank is blank. Whoever said that blank is blank. That's all I have to say, man. I'm not really talking to anybody else about it. It's blank. I don't like people like that. I don't respect people like that, and that's all I have to say. Thank you. Later in the day, Mark, it is confirmed uh, via multiple reporters uh, that he has indeed signed with the Browns. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know what the heat between Ian Rappaport and Michael Kendricks is all about, but he is a Brown. Mm. Well, it felt like inside baseball, but I saw the Kendricks firing off at Ian. A, don't appreciate that. Yeah. Ian is a co-worker and, and uh, you know, a friend of the show, obviously. So settle down, please, Michael Kendricks. But maybe just the the timing between the agent and Michael Kendricks and Ian tweeting it, something seems like it got Something's lo- lost in translation there. But it's it's he they basically, he our site, NFL.com, never moved off the story and said as of early yesterday that this is happening. And it did happen. I mean, maybe he's just a Schefter guy. You know, <laughs> everyone's got to make a choice. It's like red, blue in this country. It's like yeah. you're either a rap sheet guy or you're a or you go guy. with the independent. Or now candidate. he's a Schefter guy. That's for sure. Jason Lan- Lockin Fora is kind of like the Ralph Nader. Right. You know, if you want to like right. kind of split Whoa! the vote. Isolate that drop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Kendrick's you, we just talked about what he was his solid uh, role player in Philly. So good signing by the Browns. Right, Wes? It is. And to me, this. As much as any move illustrates why left tackles get paid and off-ball linebackers don't. Because the Browns have money burning a hole in their pocket, cannot find a left tackle for anything. They overpay for Pittsburgh's backup tackle, but now they've got more linebackers than they can use, 
and they signed a really good one for very little money. Yeah, yeah, and they have four linebackers on the field sometimes, and Kendricks is a versatile guy. He's not going to be on the field every down, but you just kind of look at the totality of everything they've done, and they've got eight or nine likely starters that they picked up this offseason. Tyrod Taylor, let's say he's you know the week one starter. Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde, Kendricks, TJ Carey's going to start, Demarius Randall's going to start. You mentioned Chris Hubbard. He's probably uh, going to start. EJ Gaines. It's like a lot of this, the Browns and a lot of the hope are on new guys joining that team. Yeah, and if you look at what John Dor- Dorsey did, to your point, Greg, I mean, they adding a linebacker, they, they touched every level of the defense and offense. Now all those signings work out, but they addressed every aspect of the team outside of like kicker and punter. Uh, moving on, Des Bryant still doesn't have a job, but now the story around that is being reworked, it, it, it feels like. Uh, of course, the Ravens had uh, made an offer to Bryant, a multi-year deal that he turned down. And as far as we knew, uh, we being the public, it seemed as if his market had dried up. That's not the case, according to Rap Sheet, uh, who, after speaking with sources close to the wide receiver, uh, Rap Sheet reported that Bryant is not expected to sign until the opening tra- of training camps in July. And he has received plenty of interest, actually. Uh, several phone calls from teams that want to sign him, but he's looking for the right fit. And he also, and something the Ravens weren't willing to do, uh, he wants a one-year prove-it deal. Um, so, Greg, I ask you to tell me if this is actually what's going on or is this just a spin, baby? I think it's, <laughs> it's spin with a dash of truth. In all, I'm sure teams have been calling him. I'm sure teams are willing to give him a one-year offer for very little money, and he doesn't want to take that. I think he might still wind up regretting not taking that Baltimore Ravens deal because whatever the money was in the first two years, I don't know if he's going to be able to replace that with this one-year prove-it deal and what he can make uh, next time. He's hoping some team that has an injury in camp, that's his best chance to make real money at this point. He's hinging on desperation, and then the money goes up, and then you can have some leverage. I mean, his leverage right now appears to be essentially nothing. Well, yeah, it reminds me of Adrian Peterson last year. In a perfect world, you want to be on a contender with a respected coach who promises you a huge role. Right. And, and if nobody offers you that stuff, you have to start being willing to seed some of that, and I think that's where Des Bryant is now. He can't get everything he needs. Now he just wants to get something he needs. And I, I think he had that with the Ravens offer. Right. Everything you said. No, everything went and, south after that. And it's tough when you have when you were set to make the money that he was making. I think it all happened so fast that it's an adjustment to think, oh, I'm going to make about half as much money and I don't get back to free agency. But now he might wind up making half of that. Charity softball disaster alert. Oof. Wish we had a drop prepared for that. Should have thought about that before, Erica. Bad job <laughs> by me. Uh, Clay Matthews, the linebacker for the Packers, uh, was pitching. You know, mistake number one. Get off the mound, bro. <laughs> Aluminum bats. You know, you're playing with other bulky athletes. You know, I we won back-to-back titles uh, with the Shield. We're taking a year off, a hiatus. And our pitcher, Brooke. Or the Shield Assange next year. <laughs> Shield Assange. Our pitcher, Brooke, an excellent athlete, um, was a college athlete, a gymnast, and a real bulldog on the mound, although she didn't like me calling her that. She didn't understand the, the baseball connotation of it. Uh, that it makes you tough and you you don't back down to things. But that's beside the point. <laughs> I always was fearful that Brooke was going to get smoked by a line drive because in softball it is very hard to react uh, to a ball that's really hit right back at you. And that's what happened to Clay Matthews. Lucas Patrick. Anybody know anything about Lucas Patrick? 
Nothing. He's an offensive lineman on the Packers. Not for long. He hits a line drive right back at Matthews. Clocks him square in the face. And if you watch the video, it's it, it's it's not too nasty a video, but you could tell immediately he knew he was messed up, bleeding. So he goes to the dugout with the uh, with his glove over his face and then towels. And now uh, he gave an update, Matthews, on Twitter. Uh, I busted my nose pretty good and will have surgery once the swelling subsides. Uh, thankful as it could have been much more serious, which is true. I've seen you know, guys break their orbital bone and all sorts of bad stuff. So Matthews will be okay. It looks like it, no, nothing that will complicate his 2018 season, by, but not on. Yikes. In the late 90s when I was playing way too much softball and playing in these like traveling tournaments every other week or so, you would see pitchers starting to play with like those hockey goalie masks. Yeah, out on the pitcher's mound, shin guards all up and down their legs. Like <laughs> that's how hard people are hitting the ball. And these aren't professional athletes; they're they're pretty good. But I also had to step in to pitch a few times. I had my fingernail ripped off on a ball that was coming straight from my forehead, and I had to throw my hands up at the mm. last minute and block it. Mike it's McCarthy. Crazy. Mike McCarthy was asked, like, "Do you want to deep six this charity game? What's the outside of the the good work of the charity? What's the upside for for your players?" <laughs> And he said, no, we're not going to cancel it. But he did say that Matthews needs to work, in quotes, on his offhand mitt side on the release of the ball. Do you agree, softball coaches and players? That's I don't – Good bit. It's all reaction. It's just yeah. – you either – and he's a, a elite athlete, uh, but sometimes the ball just comes back too fast. The bigger problem is you should have had Lucas Patrick on the mound. And, you know, no disrespect to uh, this uh, reserve offensive lineman. Is he a reserve? Does he start for them? I don't know. The definitely, he's, he's definitely a reserve. Probably he's, he's reserved for a CFL team. Yeah, and he actually approaches Matthews immediately with concern, and Matthew gives him the old, you know, get away. Well, you know how it is in <laughs> softball, Dan, because you've been the coach. It's yeah. very hard to find someone who can put the ball over the plate. That's very mm. So you kind of have to go with the guy who can do it. I mean, the real concern, I would imagine, Clay Matthews makes as much money on endorsements as – just about any. He's got a new look player. now. Yeah. Is, you know, he's, I think, generally considered a handsome man, nice hair. Is he going to be the type of broken nose guy? So it's, it's like, oh, actually, that adds character, and he looks pretty cool with the broken nose. Or is it going to, you know, kind of hurt his game? I will say he took that hit as well as any yes. third baseman or pitcher I've ever seen take a ball off the head. Yeah. Are you saying right you're worried about whether Clay Matthews will be as good looking? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. that was – that's pretty much. You want him to go sort of the Owen Wilson route, right? Where yeah, the, sometimes the nose adds sometimes a it kind of looks structure. cool. When, yeah. Like people that have their broken, their nose is broken, and you can kind of tell for the rest of life. Sometimes it kind of uh-huh. adds character. It looks yeah. cool, or sometimes it's just gonna mess your face up. Like wow. on a certain guy would make you look instantly manly and yeah. kind of like a he dude you wouldn't mess that. with. The wrong type of male face, and you're you're done. You're it's out. Basically a monster. It's over. Well, it, he, I don't think he's gonna struggle in the like looking manly department. No, I think he'll be. He's regardless. a candidate to to be fine off of. This it. is probably the um, the biggest long-haired handsome white tragedy since that seagull flew into Fabio's face <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it reminds me of when broke Kit's, his nose too reminds me of when Kit Stanza burned his hands and ruined his, his hand model career before it ever really got a chance to start another long blonde-haired white George Costanza um, <laughs> speaking of endorsements Patrick Mahomes oh the world is Patrick Mahomes oyster right now He's entering his first year as a starting quarterback with the Chiefs. But you know what? Don't expect to see Patrick Mahomes, you know, like a Clay Matthews doing right right guard ads or, you know, what's that other one? The light, the insurance ads that uh, Clay does with Aaron Rodgers. Red State, Red Farm, whatever, State Farm. Uh, because <laughs> We're Pat- just letting you work through that. Yeah, because Patrick <laughs> Mahomes – 
says, I'm not doing any of that until I prove myself on a football field. Here's what his agent, Lee Steinberg, had to say. We talked about how the first year the goal was to integrate into the team, and the only way to do that is to pay deference to the incumbent veterans and try not to go into the situation with a high profile. We intentionally didn't do endorsements that would run in the Kansas City area, even though they were offered. We didn't want to be on the billboards and everything when he wasn't playing. Hear that, Laura Dern? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow shots fired. I mean, I, I think it's HBO running these well, for the show. An angelic, <laughs> angelic move by Patrick Mahomes and his kid. I mean, you want to talk about a leader. You want Patrick, you want a guy like this. No, no, no. Get the cameras off me. Get all the other outside accolades. All I want to do, I want to ball. And then everything else can follow. This is kind of a trope. I feel like this has popped up. Did Russell Wilson do this once? Feels uh, It feels very Andrew Luck with the flip phone and all that. You know? Brady definitely. This was a narrative around Brady in the 2002-2003 area where he hadn't quite proven himself, even, even though they had won a Super Bowl. I bet we've written about Andrew Luck turning down endorsements. Somebody did. I thought it was Russell Wilson, but I could be. Russell just, Wilson's on every commercial. No, but it feels, well, this is when he was younger. It feels uh, like a Russell Wilson statement to make. Like I don't, Russell Wilson has never turned down a dollar. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's it a would be an, a wonderful approach to uh, response to not getting any offers to say that you simply aren't taking them. But I'm sure that he actually has gotten offers. It's a similar approach that the four of us have taken. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. we haven't earned it yet, and so we're turning down things maybe Merch. here and there. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, Adidas. We're not going to do a whole new line of sneakers right. based on each one of us. Nope. Like we're literally <laughs> one of the most listened to professional football podcasts in the world. And yet we haven't had a sponsor for it feels like months now. Obviously, that's a decision we're making and the people upstairs. It's are our making. decision. It's like we are, we will leave that obvious, easy money on the table as a corporation and as a podcast because we need to earn it first. It's perfectly said. Moving on. Chuck Pagano, you know, fired after a 4-12 record in 2017. Uh, had a nice little run in, in Indianapolis. Maybe not a totally fruitful run because they never – made it to the Super Bowl, but they had some nice seasons with Andrew Luck and Pagano appearing on First Things First. Anybody check out that program on FS1? What? Has anybody ever seen an FS1 program? What's FS1? Nick, Nick Wright. It's very early in the morning, our time. I mean, I think it. I think it's over by the time we wake up. Greg is friends with Nick Wright, obviously. No, oh, yeah, Nick no. Wright. He's a good, car- he's a good uh, Twitter follower. I'm watching Good like Morning Football Twitter. at that time like a loyal employee yes, would, that's be, what I'm would doing. be doing. And I'm sure Nick does great work. I, I'm sorry. He used to be – he used to kill it on uh, Chiefs coverage. That's what he I'm was a really good Chiefs coverage guy. <laughs> okay. Way back when. <laughs> okay, guys. I get it. I apologize <laughs> about the Nick Wright semi-dig. Anyway, this is what uh, Pagano had to say on FS1, maybe to Nick Wright. I love Andrew Luck. He got me more years than I probably deserved. He's a phenom. And uh, he also said that he believes that Luck is primed for a comeback uh, in the Frank Reich era. He's in a great place mentally, great place physically. I expect Andrew to be the old Andrew. Wes, you wrote about this on the website. Or no, you didn't. I didn't. Let's talk about it anyway. You noticed that Pagano hasn't been eaten. No. He was able to record that that show because, look, they can fire you, but as he said, they can't eat you. He is doing just fine in his retirement. Yep. Don't let don't let the corpos get you down. They can't eat you. He's he, a millionaire, but he's also got two years left on his two yeah. or three years left on his contract. Oh, yeah. That there, there you go. That they gave him. I I I was surprised you didn't choose, uh, Dan, uh, a different portion of the uh, quotes, which really caught my eye. Which what was is that? where Pagano said, 
He's strapped. He's ripped. My <laughs> wife, my three daughters, my granddaughter, they all thought he looked great. Sounds like a heavenly body. Whoa. But just well, like throwing in the granddaughter, I thought was really, right. really intense. He got three like, generations of I mean, women. why couldn't he just say he thought Andrew Luck looked great? But you he know just, what? They had the photo. Did you guys do Yeah, that's, yeah, that's okay. what he was talking no, about. He he's looks, talking about that he's photo. He's a brick Mike house, man. He's ripped. He big, yeah. And then you can imagine on FS1, uh, Skip Bayless, and another program that's not even close to Nick Wright or what he's doing no. in his program, uh, you know, saying, oh, he's way too muscular. You have to have pliability like Tom Brady to be successful. I was like, calm down with that. I like that Andrew Luck looks like a, a stud, and he looks like an athlete to me. He looks like he's ready to take a beating from 300-pound defensive linemen. Ouch. I do. Let me ask you one thing, though, because he goes 11-5 and five, three years in a row. Then in 2015, they go 8-8, eight and eight, but that's the year Luck missed nine games. When would you have fired Pagano? Is it that? Is it after that season, despite losing Luck? When they were going to fire him, and he went in and fought for his job and got it back. And the GM coach, new life, yeah. new relationship. Luck got thing. Griggs the in next more years season. than he deserved, too. You're what? saying after 2015, then? Yeah. When, yeah, when, Luck, when, yeah, when Pagano went into Ursay's office and came out instead of being fired with a new contract. Well, part, of, part of Pagano's issue where, was that he was a defensive coach, and at no point, even when they were winning games, did their defense really improve very much. Yeah, to say the least. I also think the GM didn't do anyone help in that in that scenario. Absolutely. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just waiting for it to see what you're going to say next. Oh, <laughs> I uh, figured it was the next topic. Yeah, I was doing a little chess work. I was looking ahead to the next story, but that it sounds like you guys were having a nice. We had a nice chat on that, and we've we've wrapped it up now, That's, and we are on to the next. We're looking topic. to you, our host, <laughs> to move us along. Moving along, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly who, as we know for years now, has been dealing with cancer. He's now in his third bout uh, with cancer, and it was announced, or he announced on Monday at his annual golf tournament that he'll be given the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance at next month's ESPY Awards in L.A. Um, he He spoke about the honor and about where he is right now a little bit, uh, and I believe we have that audio, right, Erica? I was just told... Um uh, about a week and a half ago that I'm receiving a Jimmy B and SB award for the Jimmy B award. And to me, people are saying, that's awesome. I go, yeah, it's awesome. It's the only thing bad about it is you have to go through a lot in order to get that award. And, but I, um, I just know in my heart that uh, the good Lord has put me in a situation to help not only uh, the people out there who are suffering from cancer, but little kids too that are going through tough times. And to never give up, keep fighting because you never know. Uh, you can hear it, obviously, in Kelly's voice, the battle he's in uh, against the Big C, Wes, and um, it's an honor that's obviously well-deserved. Yeah, he also said that he won't be able to eat solid foods until at least September, and he talked about loving pizza and chicken wings and trying to put it in a blender and grind it up, and it doesn't quite taste the same, and I'm sure he's losing a lot of weight. I went through all that. I totally understand, and now he's got to go through it, I think, a third time. Mm. It's incredible. I can't I, I admire him so much because he has to be incredibly tough to go through something like that, and his family too. And I mean, I think he's he, his playing days are far enough in the past where a lot of younger football fans know who he is, but never watched him. But watching him in the AFC, this is one of the toughest quarterbacks that I think is over like, often overlooked for what he went, what what he endured as a Bills quarterback to go to those Super Bowls and lose over and over and keep coming back every year. But it, you see it even now that the toughness is just part of who he is. I mean, it's I mean, telling he announced it. You know, that interview was from his charity golf tournament. So here he is just a couple weeks 
before his next surgery, and he's out there raising money and doing everything he can even while, while he's recovering. Yeah, total badass, Jim Kelly. Best of luck to him. One last thing on that. For our younger listeners, Jimmy V, Jim Valvano, there's a 1993 Sports Illustrated feature from Gary Smith, who is one of the greatest sports writers in history, and you can find it in Sports Illustrated's vault. Uh, I'm Fighting to Live is on the cover of the magazine, and I believe the article is called As Time Runs Out. It's one of the best articles I've ever read from a sports writer, and it really gets into Jim Valvano's battle and what he finds to be the redeeming aspects of sports. And um, stay with that article to the end, and it will be a reward. And I if, promise you. And if you've never seen the speech that Valvano gave at the, I believe it was the first or second ESPY Awards uh, shortly before his death, the Never Give Up speech. It's incredible. Check it out on YouTube. It, I ended up taking a class on public speaking like at Xavier University right about when he did that, and I ended up... I think I forgot to do my homework, so I had to do something, and I think I ended up doing some rambling, like how great Jimmy V's speech was right at the time. It was incredible to watch. Very cool. Uh, that's what's happening in the news. Okay. Tinseltown Zone, Laura Dern, uh, shows that whether it's in Hollywood or Joe Blow down the street, a career ebbs and flows, ups and downs. I think we could all speak to that as well in our own lives. Uh, and in the NFL, it's no different. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. The goal is to get back up. That's when you've actually built, Greg Rosenthal, a real career, when you could really you know, survive the valleys and mm. get back to the peaks, yes or no? I think, I think that's accurate. I mean, Laura Dern, she's got the talent. Yes. So when, when the directors start calling, she had some you know, personal struggles. She had a, a divorce from Ben Harper. Remember right. Ben Harper Singer back in the day? But now it's like she's never been, she's never been better. No, I mean, she the, was married ben. the divorce, the, the breakup with Ben was very difficult. I believe they had a child or two He's together. the diamonds on the inside guy? That dude. Oh. A big Napster star, uh, if you mm. were around during Napster's heyday. Ben Harper was heyday. everywhere. He was everywhere. Late 90s, yeah, very popular. Um, okay, anyway, so what we're going to do, we're going to go around the room. We already explained what this is. Don't need to go over it again. Uh, who is due for a big, big, big uh, uptick? Greg, Renaissance us. Renaissance. How about the JJ Watasans? Watasans. That's pretty good, actually. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's pretty good or not. The, the he's going to start be- using that now. But sounds between, nice. The difference between him and maybe some others that that you guys, you know, will will bring up is that you know for the most part JJ Watt that we've seen on the field has been productive and been incredible, but his injuries situation over the last two years is unique. I mean, we really haven't seen the J.J. Watt that we came to know and appreciate for, you know, nearly three years now, two full regular seasons. And even last season when he was playing, he was still coming back. And the reason I'm hoping, you know, for a J.J. Wattessance is, I mean, this is my favorite defensive player I've ever watched in terms of a snap-to-snap basis as dominant, I think, as any defensive player in this 20th first century and really that I've ever seen, at least watching on a week-to-week basis. And I think everyone knows it's like, okay, J.J. Watt's great. Yeah, yeah, we all know J.J. Watt's great. But I'm I'm talking like highest levels of the defensive players that have ever played the game of football ever played. And then right in the middle of his prime, he's struck down uh, by these injuries in back-to-back seasons. And I'm just hoping... Uh, for him to come back 
at least close to that form that he used to because he was such a fun player to watch. And I would love if the football gods would, would set us up with that and Jadevian Clowney healthy in the same season for the first time together because we haven't seen that together either. Do we have any concerns? He came off a serious injury, as you said, Greg, two years ago as well, uh, the back injury. Came back and was really, um, at least from accounting statistics standpoint, invisible for five games. He was getting better towards the end right. of it. I but do so, remember I'm just making the, the point. When yeah. he came back, he wasn't J.J. Watt. Then he hits the shelf again with a serious leg injury. So does that little sampling before the second injury give you more cause for concern that old J.J. is not coming back? I think it's the severity of the injuries that yes. give me – because and throw that in with your point, but – he his first half of his career is up there with Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor. That's who you speak about, like the, the greatest to ever do it. And then is the second half of his career going to be like almost a pro bowler? Or is right. it going to be defensive player of the year? Right. And he's he's not that old, but he is 29 years old. So it's, That's pretty old. I, I mean, that's – it's to the point where you wouldn't expect him to reach the levels he he was at. I I, I love watching him so I remember watching his games week after week last year very very closely, watch, trying to watch him every step. And I actually thought the last few games before he did get hurt, even though it didn't show up at the sacks, he was very disruptive and he was playing at a Pro Bowl level again. And so I, I was I was thinking he was going to kind of crest into a dominant second half of the season. Hopefully, he could do that this year. I will throw one out there. Did you have something to say, Mark? No, I thought you guys did an excellent job with did that. He, sort of he? sitting back and drinking it in. It was Greg, it you was... kind of pointed toward Mark. And <laughs> well, the... well, he looked no, like he was about no, no, to no, say no. something. I, what, I, do what do you got, Mark? I'll chime in on the, one of the next ones. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, well, how about this one? How about a little bit of this a – This better be good, by the way. I don't think it's going to be received well in this room because I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves of where this uh, – Is this going to be deal. Sam Darnold? I'm thinking about a Coruscant's Derek Carr, quarterback, Oakland Raiders. you got to love Derek Carr. You gotta love the Oakland Raiders. One of the great West. I know you're a football head, a real historian. What's better than the silver and black when you think about history? And, just win, uh, baby. Just win, baby. Al Davis, baby. Carry on with his son, Mark Davis, baby. Las Vegas Sports, baby. Commitment to excellence, baby. Vegas, baby. <laughs> anyway, Derek Carr was a borderline MVP candidate um, two seasons ago. Uh, he was had thrown 28 touchdowns, almost 4,000 yards, broke his leg in week 16, ruined the Raiders' postseason chances. And then I think what gets overlooked last season, what was a bad, bad year for the Raiders, was that Derek Carr broke three bones in his back in week four last year. It was supposed to be an injury that was going to cost him maybe a month. He came back in a week, and he finally acknowledged um, uh, at the after the season that I got to keep it real. I came back probably too early. I was never really feeling great. And you probably are not going to feel break when you literally break your back, like Bane putting uh, Batman over his knee. little comic book stuff there of uh, TDs <laughs> listening. Uh, but so this is what I'm saying. Now he's healthy, okay? And everyone's so healthy and feeling the best they've ever felt this time of year, sure. But now he's a guy I legitimately buy into. All right, Derek Carr is back to Derek Carr health-wise uh, and – the John Gruden factor, which you either hate it or you love it. doesn't seem like there's any in between with football fans. But I choose to buy into Gruden being a guy that could potentially get more out of Derek Carr, not less. I know the weapons maybe are a little suspect around him, but I think Amari Cooper is going to eat, and we'll see what Jordy Nelson can do. But I think Derek Carr is going to be closer to 2016 Derek Carr than 2017 Derek Carr. I think it's a good one. In the entire Raiders experience, 
going forward for the next decade, honestly, because that's how long Gruden's contract is, but especially the pressure this season, Carr sits at the epicenter of that pressure because everything that we know about John Gruden says that he's going to come in and turn the quarterback into the best possible version that we've seen of Carr. And if anything, if, if you get 60 or 70 percent of that, it's going to be a big problem in that, in, in that, in that town and Raiders fans everywhere because the, you you just handed John Gruden a massive king's ransom to make your quarterback at least the guy he was when they went to the playoffs. I mean, you you need a Gruden sense. Really? A little bit. I mean, you he's, need a, he's right. been out of the game for a while. He's going to yep. c- come back in. You need a Gruden sense. They're tied at the hip. Do you believe more in a Cara sense or a Gruden sense? <laughs> I, I feel like there's been <laughs> – this is getting hard to say. The Gruden sense <laughs> – is the one that everyone seems to be ready to shoot down as having no chance of success. So I've decided now to park uh, my camper in the other side of that argument. Let's see if John can do it. I'm in. I like John Gruden. I like the spider. You think everyone is down? I feel like it is kind of split on Gruden, but I, I, really? I, think, I, don't this, sense that. I think maybe this show too. has been kind of rough on Gruden. I don't think but, it's just the show either. Doesn't it feel like there's a level yes. of schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. There's oh. also, like for some reason, there's a lot more snark attached to the Raiders now. Doesn't but doesn't Gruden hasn't he invited some of that where he's like I'm gonna be 1998. It's like well why why do you need to say some of these things that are some getting those, on people's radar? Well, that's a good example uh, uh, of what I'm talking about. Like actually that was kind of taken out of context what he was trying to say and people just ran with it because it was fun to run with that. Also because it's Twitter and that's what people do. They don't dive right. deep. They just grab what's easy and then run with it. He was referring to with the 98 comment. I think when he took over the Raiders literally in 1998. There were some veteran guys that he brought in because he thought that was good for the core of the team. And people just ran with that with him saying he wanted football to be 1998. And that's the way journalism works in 2018. But uh, that's kind of my point, uh, that people seem to want to take a bad angle with him and run. That's fair. I think he's also a guy that sort of like stuck his nose up at the concept of analytics and has essentially shut their GM out of the operation. So there's a lot yeah. of pressure on him from a personnel standpoint. No McKenzie Ton of pressure. Sons. No McKenzie No, no McKenzie's got in the Howie Rose treatment right now. He's back in that He's in the Poconos. Oakland-based shed somewhere. He's in whatever the Oakland equivalent of the Poconos Mountains are. West, <laughs> These Europe. John Gruden Raiders are like religion to me. They're so mysterious that I only have questions and not answers. But wow. it's a good kind of wow. mysterious, right? Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> they still have those? Bumper stickers? Yeah, yeah they're, they're still in there. Uh, Maybe not at their peak. Not widely used. <laughs> I don't yeah. see a lot of them. Yeah. Go ahead, Wes. What else do Andrew Luck and Laura Dern have in common other than their renaissances? They were both in Jurassic Park 3. Taller than you expect. They both mm. represent the advantage of having a parent with expertise and Whoa, lots of experience I love in it. their industry. Both have gone on to higher levels than their fathers. <laughs> and it's like... Little Isaac, little Bruce Dern shot there, <laughs> but okay. Hey, Bruce Bruce Dern isn't getting billboards. Bruce, he did a nice job in his career, though. He did. Fair. Yeah. Got that late, Sneaky nice job. late career academy uh, nom. Fair. Okay. Well, it's like, I like it. Isaac Newton said, if, if I can see further, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. So they've used their parents <laughs> for success. But also Another Oasis, bumper sticker. Another a late bumper. period Oasis album, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. Well, yeah, like. Some people might know it from Isaac Newton before Oasis. Yeah, I, I learned it from Noel Gallagher. Okay, good. Go ahead. Uh, this is a guy who in 2014 playoffs, January 2014, I had our video department make a highlight clip of his two playoff games. And in that highlight clip were more jaw-dropping plays than I've ever seen from a two-game two span any quarterback. Mm. 
He was that good. The next year, regular season, he leads the NFL in touchdowns, flirts with 5,000 yards, and then everything goes in the tank. 2015's a disaster. 2016, he plays like a top-five quarterback, but the only people who know it are Greg Rosenthal and Pro Football Focus because they're the only ones charting every throw. But, like, he had a top-five season, and everybody act like it didn't happen. Well, and then you, last you year You apparently was... know it, too, by the way. You sound like a third person in the, in the well, yeah, that's, category. That's, that's the old uh, hat trick, three of you. Well, I get smarter by reading Greg, you know. Oh, wow. we all do. We yeah. all do. Absolutely. <laughs> but I I think we forgot that he was that good. And then last year is like a debaculous fiasco, to quote uh, Dr. Seuss. That It couldn't have gone any worse. Noel Gallagher. Yeah, Noel Gallagher came up with that one, too. But I think, like, to me, what makes Andrew Luck great and what we're going to see again is that he puts on a performance. He doesn't play cautious. And he learned that from Bruce, Bruce Arians when he came into the league. Never pass up Ugh. a home run to go for a short pass. If T.Y. Hilton's got a step, throw it deep every single time. That's the way he plays, and it's why his numbers might not ever appease some people. There's going to be incompletions. There's going to be turnovers. But he's getting the big play. He's going for the jugular, and that's how I like my quarterbacks esque Yes. That's how you play quarterback. I, I love it. I we, we talk about Watt, and is there concern about – like coming back and being the same guy. I mean, Andrew Luck's specific injury, if it's one thing if it was like a, oh, he's got a bum like shin and yeah. it's finally better. But it's this is oh, like shin the part of the body he uses to do his work. Mm. And it's been one of the most elongated, frustrating, baffling injuries that we've dealt with. We've written probably 800 articles about no one knowing Imagine when him. he'll be ready. Exactly. And you're him. I mean, what's the lingering concern about him be reaching those heights again? That's the question. Mark. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I think I'm invested because he's turned into kind of a punchline. You can't have any kind of Andrew Luck update without everybody on Twitter acting like he's never going to be able to throw again. Kind of on the Colts. I feel like the, the butt of the joke with that is typically the Colts, though, right? Like, I think, like, yeah, I think, it's everything surrounding yeah. him. I don't know if people think he won't. I just, like, personally, I just don't. I, I, I love Andrew Luck. I'd love to see it happen, but, like, the. This is one of the more concerning injuries out there. I mean, it, that we've dealt with in the last Watt 10, 10 the years. the two biggest right. concerning injuries as a football fan. Well, if, if I'm not saying this has any bearing on Andrew Luck, but if you remember, like, this was the first few years of Matthew Stafford's career, repeated shoulder injuries to his throwing throwing arm. Drew Brees had kind of a similar thing in which, famously, yep. the Dolphins don't sign him. Yep. I mean, and, and just to circle back around, Bruce Dern, 11 productions – that have gone into into production this year, this season, active career. He's still going, Bruce. Well, he was in Nebraska. Right? Don't give up. He was in Nebraska, got the Academy nom, and now he's working. Eleven productions this Absolutely. year, including Les Bomb. Oh yeah, uh, White Boy Rick. Yep. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. They're all real. These are real names. These are Wait, <laughs> so we're gonna have to have a Bruce and in and inherit the Viper. That's just four of the eleven. Movies that he's so a part the of wrong Dern is being celebrated right. for a Dernison. This segment is about <laughs> someone who's being completely outworked and outshined well, I gotta, by I their own father. I gotta see Peanut Butter Falcon before <laughs> I really decide on that. How about Bruce Dern, greater than sign Bruce Arians? How about that? At mm, circa yeah. 2018. Yeah, so we're at, in my opinion. Whoa. No. I How about Bruce Arians, greater no. than sign Chuck Pagano? We just talked about Chuck Pagano. Let's bring Arians, Bruce Arians back. around. All right, Mark, close this out. All right. Well, I feel like I feel like on this show that we like appropriately uh, recognized and celebrated John Elway back in the day as the 
finest example of a former player who had become a general manager next to Ozzie Newsom. And he had the gravitas to pull in Peyton Manning. They go win a Super Bowl. And John Elway looks like the absolute snake charmer that can do no wrong in Denver. You know, even post-car dealership you know, era. The guy doesn't need to sell used cars. He's selling you a yeah. Super Bowl champion in a stadium in your own town. Have a nice time with that. <laughs> now... Now, today... Bad video games, but we'll give him a Awful video game. I feel like yeah. he probably didn't have a huge hand in that. Yeah. If you're, am I wrong there? I don't think he you're sat down. I don't think he sat a, down with the programmers and said, here's my vision for John Elway football hey, for Nintendo. You Just put like, your name on it. You got to make well, sure it's good. Th- that, th- again, that, that shows you that he is prone to the occasional misstep. And it popped up again in recent years, I think, yeah. that they feel like that the perception right now of Elway is that he's fallen off a cliff a little bit. He swung and missed on Paxton Lynch. And I, I think we like Trevor Simeon. I, Simeon did not work out in the end. They move on from Trevor Simeon. He's had a handful of drafts that people view as very suspect because they have been. And you have to almost wonder, you go out and hire this coach that after one season looks like maybe he wasn't the best hire in the league. And was he just simply propped up by the final heyday run of Peyton Manning? Or is he a good general manager? I think this is a great setup for him to show everyone, F you, I'm John Elway, I am good at this, and I'm going to... Number one, you've got Bradley Chubb falling right into your little lap, and you've got... It's a big lap, though. It's a big lap. You've got great pass rushers. I think if you get Case Keenum to play, he's not going to do what he did last year. That was a perfect setup, and they're not that offense. But if you get... 80-something percent of Case Keenum, and you just reduced some of the hideous turnovers. That that defense looked a lot worse than it was last year because of the field position, the turnovers, everything that happened. This is not a Super Bowl-type team right now, but I think they are due. They were five and eleven. They are due for a bounce back of some sort. You're going to get if you can get if you can get Keenum to play at a decent level, and he plays 16 games. That solves a huge issue from last year. The offensive line is not pristine, but if you can protect him just a little bit better, the Broncos, if they number one, they would have been viewed as hitting this draft. He would have been viewed as hitting on the quarterback to some degree. I think he's still a bit of a patch, but you can get your quarterback next year, and Elway survives this. If they don't, I don't know what happens about, to John Elway. How about the Elway uh, signs? Elway. Uh, uh, I have friends in Denver that they, they call him John like. Smellway when they don't when they're, <laughs> when they're unhappy with him. This I think he's great. not Smellway this time around. How, how about the uh, Broncos defensive coordinator saying that? Uh, Bradley Chubb is Khalil Mack and Von Miller put together and said he nearly passed out when your Browns passed on Chubb for your corner. Well, the Broncos have been making the Browns look bad in many ways for decades. This would be another way for Elway to do that, to take the guy that people say Cleveland should have taken. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those picks that if you they it fell to Denver and they just did the logical, you know, obvious move, but that so what? He this renaissance is for John. <laughs> this one's for John. This one's for John. This one's for John. This song's for John. This one's for John. And that one's for John. Angelic. Also, this one's for John. And all right, that one's for John. Come to think of it, this one's for John. And also, that one's for John. I mean, it was really just a way to get that shoved into the show. Nicely Sydney done. Carlson. Nice drop there, Erica. All tamposy behind the glass. Hey. As we, you know, are you guys better? Are you doing a little bit? Now we are. Yeah, we're great. Playing my bits. Yeah. <laughs> Things are great. Cool. Cool. Yeah, we uh, have dinner plans this week, right? Right, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday. Yep. 
Yep. Very transactional yeah, I'll, relationship. I'll here. be tracking to find <laughs> out if that happens. Um, I don't think it's going to work out for John Elway, but I, I believe that. <laughs> as I was as I was saying all that, I was looking at the, around the room and I was like, nobody is buying no, this I'm buying at it. all. I can buy it. I can. They have. A, they need a few things to go right for them, but I, I think John Elway looks at this roster and he sees all the ways it can absolutely work, and I and I can see it too. They need a few things to go right, but I think it can work. I thought he was grassman at straws. Up until the draft. Um, in January, you've got persistent rumors that Vance Joseph's job was on the line, that Elway was considering firing him. You didn't want Case Keenum for $2 million last year, but now you want him for a lot more money. And you it, to fix your offensive line, you go out and sign a right tackle that the Cardinals benched last year. So, yeah, it seemed like he was grasping at straws, and then I thought he had a great draft. So maybe yeah. there is. Maybe he does send some magic, and, and like Greg said – it takes one specific route to get to the top, but he sees that route. Um, all right, there you go. Hey, Mark, before we go, you should plug your USO piece. Give it a little pop. Give it a little love. Tell people what to look for, where to find it. Uh, it's the vanity URL, so it would be nfl.com backslash. It's backslash, right? I was like, never know if it's forward or backslash, but it's back. It's, it's one of the backslashes. slashes. Yeah. Uh, USO 2018. And it kind of, I couldn't. You know, you're trying sell to sell it, Mark. Don't, well, no, don't do the Mark I will say, thing. Here's the thing about sell this here's the thing about that piece. You are you are honoring many masters with that kind of a piece, oh, no. and so I could not um, get into everything that I witnessed and saw on the trip, but uh, I tried to include as much color as I could about uh, the characters that we traveled with, and which included Mark Ingram pre-suspension, uh, who Rex else? Ryan, Ryan, Carlos Dunlop, Mario Addison, Ben Garland, Latavius Murray. Uh, cast the character, but we had a great time. I think they, those guys, got a lot out of it, and I tried to just mix. And you did too, right? I did too. I mean, I, and also the, the thing that the thing that like is kind of unusual that I don't think will ever happen again is like you get access to these like not secret but military bases that no one would be allowed on, and you just see and experience things that were pretty incredible. And so it came out of Memorial Day, and we're well past that at this point. So it's it's, it's still ever, it's, it's evergreen though. It's still know? on the internet. You can find it. You can find it. <laughs> what now. is that URL again? Uh, it is nfl.com backslash USO twenty eighteen. I feel go. like the spelling of that is self explanatory. Yes. There you go. Nice nice stuff, Mark. Good sell. You could have left out the thing that you couldn't say certain things, but um that was a good sell over. But that's true though, because you're like you have to it, you know, yeah. it's gotta get go through a lot of I would have said, if I were you, I would have lied. I would have said uh, things that I wasn't supposed to talk about, I talked about and wrote about in this piece, and you can find out for yourself. Well, mm. you know, maybe the, maybe I'll, 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 like, open a WordPress site and, you know, have a sort of a director's cut of that. All right. Well, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we will be back on Thursday uh, with another banger of an episode. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Also, Connie Fox will be with us. So we're going to have some fun. Until then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, loose cannon behind the glass. We're going to work through this together. So we always do. All right. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 